Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burden, Nick, and with me, as always, it's Gator. And I'm back from my stomach flu, so oh, I, was I, appreci- door. I appreciate all the kind well wishes, but we're not going to get into that now. Right now, we have a special guest. You know, the funny thing is, I didn't get well wishes for you. I got people asking to be my co-host if you passed. I got a lot of people saying, why didn't you put out an episode by yourself? I offered, and you said no, because yeah, well, you had the equipment in the house, and I wasn't about to touch that you know, typhoid cover. how it went out. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Anyway. We have a special guest. We have, <laughs> and he's and he's getting the full experience. He's already thinking, already. "What have I done? Like, what have exactly. I done?" So exactly. we have we have Rick Rodriguez, the man behind the West Tampa Tobacco Company, and we are here to commemorate him for winning the top spot in the 2022 Cigar Pulpit Parishioners Top Cigars of the Year. Now, Rick, I want to explain this this list to you. So. Unlike okay. unlike all the other media lists and everything out there where, you know, these panels of of people sit and smoke and they decide, you know, amongst themselves. The experts. You know, who, who the. Yeah, who, thank who, you. Yeah. Gator, I love you. <laughs> I love you, Gator. Yeah. What we did is our listeners, they nominated cigars. We have a Facebook, a private Facebook group. And our listeners, they nominated the cigars. Now, if I'm not mistaken, it was somewhere between. 16 and 18 cigars was nominated somewhere in that range. Yeah, somewhere it was. I, yeah, it was exactly. It was exactly. <laughs> wow. It was 17. So anyway, um, so they nominated cigars. And then what happened is we put it up to the listeners to vote as to their favorite cigar. And so this is all a consumer listener driven poll. We didn't participate. Nope, didn't we didn't touch it. We didn't nominate anything. We didn't do anything. It was 100% consumer and listener-driven, and when that was all said and done, you were the clear, very dominant winner of, of the, uh, Far and uh, away. the list. Far and away. Yeah. So Wow, guys. Uh, thank you so much, because uh, what an honor, because if you know me for you know my career, or if you know me for five minutes, the most important person I talk to is the guy that's smoking our cigar. That's it. I don't care about the owner. I don't care about the salesman. I don't care about the company. I care about that person because that person, without that person, you can have the world's best packaging, your world's best cigar you think is the world's best, and nobody likes it. So I never take these guys for granted and ladies uh, for granted because without these guys, I would not be doing what I love to do in the cigar business. So thank you so much for that. And what an honor. It really is an honor because we're a very young company, a very young company. You are, and we're going to get into that. But first, we're going to go ahead and prep the cigars. Now, we're smoking the the cigar that won, the West Tampa Tobacco uh, Black. Company Black. The in Toro. The Toro yeah. size. Can you give us a little bit of insight about this, uh, this cigar? So uh, when we started to, uh, you know, um, kind of, talk about launching the cigar called West Tampa, the first cigar. Uh, we knew that we had two blends that we wanted to introduce, white and black. Uh, so originally what we're going to do is release the white uh, and then come back the next year and release the black. 
And so the more and more we started to dig down and the more and more we grew on not only this country, but also Asia and Europe, I said, we need to rethink this because my fan base that's want to follow me for a CAO or La Gloria wants this type of uh, a cigar from us. But the other one, the Europeans want this type of cigar for me. And so if you look at the European market, one of their favorite cigars in Asia from CAO was the Perlone. They love that cigar, Perlone. But if you look at the fan base of CAO, or me in America, it was the Flathead, so the darker wrapper. So that's the reason we said, okay, let's launch them together and uh, satisfy both parties. And so what we're discovering, uh, we, we thought in the, uh, America will launch the black and the white together, and the black would take off and just leave behind the white. Right now, we're uh, ordering wise, we're 48% uh, white and 52% black. So there's a home in black for and white for in America, also in Europe. So if you smoke the cigars, if you re- really dissect the cigars, I really don't talk about the tobaccos and all that that much because Sometimes when you mention a tobacco, like we have a um, Mexican binder. Oh, I don't like Mexican uh, 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 tobacco. Really? Have you ever experienced this form? So you kind of do that. But the wrappers, what we're going to talk about, they're the same wrappers. The, the white and the black are the same wrappers. This is not Maduro. The black is not Maduro in my eyes, my training. All it is, is a, we're fermenting that tobacco about three months longer, changing only the color, not the flavor, not the flavor. So if I give you guys a Fuma, and a Fuma is just that tobacco, and blindfold you, here's the two Fuma, you're going to say, okay, where's the another one? No, no, you're smoking the two. No, where's the black or the white? Because I'm smoking the both. They're the same. No, they are the same, flavor-wise. So what we did was... When you're enjoying the uh, the black, I want you to receive your flavor from the filler. Okay. But when you're enjoying the white, I want you to receive the uh, the flavor from the wrapper, and that's the reason we can give you virtually the same tobaccos, but kind of play with those tobaccos and highlight one and downplay the other. Fascinating. Absolutely. Well, why don't we go ahead? That's, and a, get- that's a long answer to their question. No, that's you know, all right. So you, gotta, you guys, you need you need to do this to me. Cut, <laughs> cut. You know, no, our our shows go as long or short as they need to go. Absolutely, so, no, that's all okay. right. We appreciate okay. information. So why don't we go ahead and prep to cut the cigar? Now I need to get mine out of the cellophane. I, I knew it. I knew it. He he does this. He he acts like you've got this packed in there. You really don't. I I got it. I got mine out of the cellophane relatively easily. What's you know, the cello is the easy part, David. <laughs> what's going to be the hard part? Thank you. The, Thank what's going to be the hard part is taking this band off. Oh. I don't know if they're using super glue or <laughs> what. It is the hardest oh, band no. to take off. This paper, this paper that we're using on, like, uh, I just like, uh, like Seriously. I love it. Let, hey, bro, Got let it. them be. Let them be. <laughs> Nikki's having a good time no. in the little fucking sandbox. Dude. Let them. 
But I don't have he gets Rick. me. Rick. Rick. Rick this gets is, me. This is 360 <laughs> episodes of dealing with that kind of ignorance. And I found exactly. somebody that finally understands. <laughs> Thank you, Rick. We all have that favorite uncle that comes to visit your family once or twice a year, and you love them. Your aunts are always saying to you, no, live with your favorite uncle all year long. He's not going to be your favorite. So, yeah, I can love Gator because I know I'm not going to see him next week. I was say, you're done with him. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Well, why don't we go ahead and prep to cut the cigar, and the official cutting is brought to you by Dan the Man Ponder at Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. Dan, Dan the Cigar Man. Dan's got all kinds of great cigars over there in the lounge, and while the weather is nasty, now is the perfect time to come and take advantage of the lounge. Yep. You can come, you can sit down in the lounge, you can have a nice smoke, have a drink, watch the games on TV, and enjoy yourself. Guys, he's got a wide variety of cigars, everything for every palate. Make sure you swing by Riverman Cigar Company in Crestwood, Missouri. And if you aren't in the St. Louis area, make sure you give him a call because he does do mail order and he can ship singles, boxes, accessories, all kinds of stuff to you right away. It's Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. And with that, it's time to go ahead and cut the cigar. Darn right it is. I need to borrow your cutter. I knew you did. So, all right. Yeah, I forgot mine. Gave mine the straight cut there. Oh, I'm being. There we go. So, okay. So, Rick, what should, are you a flavor note guy? Or are you not really, or do you not really buy into flavor note? You know note what? Uh, I think, uh, I, no, I think I uh, buy into about uh, five of these flavors that we know that we experience with we're smoking uh, Buma and not the combination. The combination will give you uh, more flavors to reach for. But to the sweetness, the spice, uh, the coffee note, or, or the earth tone, uh, something like that. So, so for me, uh, because it's not Maduro, uh, let's go back to why. Okay. My training, when, I, when I'm sharing information with you and your fan base, this is what I believe. This is my training. So anybody else can come to your show and say, hey, bro, let me introduce you. Have you guys been smoking the new uh, West Tampa Maduro? And that owner of that factory, no. Anything that is, has this color is Maduro in our eyes. My training taught me if you not you cannot rotate that cigar before you uh, light it and taste the natural sweetness, that's my Maduro. Okay. okay. So it's a process that, yeah, so... You taste just natural tobacco. There's no sweetness to it because to uh, create that sweetness, what you do is fermentate, uh, uh, fermentation, higher the temperature that breaks down your starches, starches and what? Sugar. And that will give you that sweetness. sweetness. That doesn't mean you're going to taste that sweetness because the blend can overpower it, hide it. But uh, when you rotate it, you should be able to us, Maduro, Pull away and taste that on your lips. The, I so that that's the reason in the a box that doesn't say, uh, you know, must have a black maduro. Okay. So okay, I've got a note. Okay, What's you want to hear it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Slightly fermented alfalfa hay. Okay. That's my flavor note. I was, the smell of alfalfa hay, like when I was a kid and I would bale hay. Okay. Okay. There you okay, go. I'm not going to do that. I, I can do that. <laughs> well, I'm firing this no, thing up. No, you can't. We can't. Uh, you know, again, yeah. you can't argue with anything that anybody tastes it. Because who am I to say, 
are you not pulling the black cherry notes out of that? Yeah. Maybe I had black cherry soda before I came in and smoked that cigar. You know, so now, you know, whatever. All I say to you, when you taste something and you tell me, do you like it? Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Absolutely. Perfect. And Nick can tell you, I have had. I have borrowed your lighter, thank you. I, I figured you needed it. Nick can tell you that I've had manufacturers on the show, when I do the flavor note of the cigar, they're like, oh, my God, somebody cigar. finally, yes, mm-hmm. cigar, <laughs> somebody finally got it. Am I right? It's true. We had uh, uh, I, John Huber from Crown Heads on, and uh, there were, I don't know, okay. what was the cigar? Mildias. I think yeah, it was the Mildias. Yeah, I think it was the Mildias. And he had been uh, mm-hmm. talking mm-hmm. about how nobody could get the flavor notes of the cigar correct. And then all of a sudden you come on and say it, and and, all, and John's just like, "Oh yeah, you got it." And it's like, "Oh my Nick's god!" Nick's just staring at me like a dog showing a card trick. It was bizarre. So I know this for a fact. There's some uh, characters out there, and men, women and men, that had the ability to test more than I do. I know that for a fact. That's a bro. It's like a a, a guy that uh, has a job tasting ice cream for a living. Yeah. They're tasting notes of something that we, we will never be. Go to your local restaurant with your chef friend, and he's going. Did you taste a cumin? Bro, <laughs> I taste the steak. I taste the everything. I don't have the ability to pull out that one note. So, uh, the, I have a friend, a dear friend of mine, who was a, a school teacher, one of the best palate in the world. Bro, it's amazing what he draws. So. Yeah. Again, buying into what he tastes or what that okay, got better than him saying, "Yeah, dirty underwears." No, dirty <laughs> teenager underwear. Oh my god! Okay, yeah, I don't like that. I don't. I don't, I don't like that. No, I don't like that. that's Nick's natural scent. Now wait a minute. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, see, we're thank you God know, you're on Zoom. Being based here in St. Louis, you know, we've got the uh, Anheuser Brewery, you know, here, and uh, um, they have their beer tasters, and their jobs are literally just sit around and taste different beers all day to make sure it tastes exactly right. So yep. yeah, yeah, I get exactly what you're saying. So so uh, let now that we've gotten the cigar going here, why don't we get to know you a little bit? So before we get and by into, the way. It's very good, very smooth right off the bat. Off the bat, yes. yeah. Um, why don't Why don't we get that. Why don't we get to know you a little bit? So, um, I'm going to start with the typical like, how did you get into the cigars and cigar industry kind of question here? It's uh, I have to answer that two ways. Uh, my grandfather and grandmother came from Cuba uh, in 1953 to come to work in Tampa. Uh, and to start to roll cigars, both my grandmother and my grandfather were rollers. And so what happened is 1952 was the first year Tampa <laughs> out to produce cigars manufacturer versus Cuba. They were making more Cuban cigars in Tampa than Cuba was making in Cuba. Oh, wow. So my grandfather was laid off and they moved to Tampa. At that time, there was two areas uh, making cigars. One was already entrenched in tampa called ebor city that was where the factories were and but they also had in those factories people from germany and uh they had uh, italians in there because after the world war one of uh, this 
influx of uh, Germans and Italians to this country. What do we do for a living? If you're in Tampa, start to roll cigars. And so my grandfather went into a factory, and it's so bad, but he went into the factory, and he heard somebody speaking Italian, looked at my grandmother and said, I will never work in a effing factory that has Italians in it. And he asked the general manager, where do we go? We want to be around Cubans. Oh, they're only West Tampa. West Tampa just started, but West Tampa was only hiring Cuban workers. So that's the reason we went to West Tampa. That was where I was born and raised. Now, fast forward uh, until I was maybe having my first uh, child, only child, Sarah. I think you guys were in contact with her. And so Sarah was going to be born, and I met this gentleman in this Moz classes, learning how to deal with a baby. And so he and I struck up a great relationship. He tried to hire me to go to work with him with Nestle's. Oh, wow. And I said, bro, I'm not going to sell candy bars. (laughs) We lost touch. And about maybe two years later, he called me, hey, bro, I'm selling baked beans. Do you want to come to work with me and bake beans? I said, bro, I can't do baked beans. No. And about three years later, he called me, hey. I work for a General Cigar. You want to sell uh, cigars for us? What's General Cigar? We own Macanudo, Cuiba, Punch, La Gloria, uh, you know, Particus. Yeah, I would do it. Never smoking a cigar in my life. Really? Oh, I'm wow. now 40 years old, 40 years old. And he recorded me, and I went to work with a General Cigar in Tampa. And I had the, uh, the area of Tampa, Orlando, Jacksonville, the Pandora. For uh, General Cigar, and I was uh, recruited into this uh, business. And uh, with my natural history, they assumed that I was a cigar smoker. <laughs> uh, yeah, I lied. Yeah, of hey. course I smoke cigars. <laughs> Fake it till and you make it, that, man. They kind of started. For, yeah, for, for sure, exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of the start of my business in General Cigar. Yeah, for sure. Fantastic. So then, while you're at General Cigar and you're working with these brands, you transition to cao i assume when general purchased cao or how does how does the transition to cao take place so what happened was uh i was with uh general cigar sales force of about uh four years and uh, the owner of uh, general cigar at the time it was mr coleman and he approached me and says ricky your daily's uh, selling cigars for general cigar is over uh we need to prepare for the future and we're going to train you to be a blender ah. and, and that's training started uh that kind of uh my new career in the uh, cigar business and so i trained for about two years in the factory and then i trained with a cigar master Benji menendez for about five years and then once that training was over seven years of training i went to work with la gloria because at that time okay. Ernesto Ferreira was leaving la gloria and they kind of put me under his watch and say, you're going to be responsible for Gloria. And so let's train together. And then about 18 months after that, uh, they kind of approached me and said, we just bought CAO. We're going to take you from blending for, uh, for, uh, for La Gloria. And now you're going to be responsible to blend for CAO. Ah. And that happens about uh, now going on 15 years ago. I was, 
the blender for La Gloria, I mean, uh, CEO for about 14 years. Yeah. Interesting. So, now, um, hold, hold on. Yeah. I got to jump in here. Please. <clears throat> so, you didn't smoke a cigar until you were 40 or after 40. And you did yes. that for. F- yeah. You look like you're in your 40s. Four years. <laughs> Four years. I thought you said 14. Damn, bro. That's the reason. That's the reason I love him more than I love you. Because <laughs> <laughs> he knows me. He gets me. He gets me. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. By yeah, the way. Yeah. yeah. Thank I'm- you so much. It's fried chicken and Bud Light. There we go. Hey, everybody's <laughs> got the, their regiment. Yeah, you that's know. my secret. So. This, I've never smoked this cigar. I've never smoked your product. I hate to admit that. I haven't. Nick has. I haven't. This is an incredible cigar. No wonder it won the poll. No, it's fantastic. I, you just did a retro hail and you didn't even cough. And he, no. always, he always chokes to death on a it's retro hail. great earthy flavors. To earth. Okay, I got to give it a shot. I'm probably going to cough now like that I made fun of you. But no, I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it's super smooth. Mm-hmm. It's smoking wonderfully. Oh, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. Ventila- <laughs> ventilation in our in the in the Cherry Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studio. Here spirit. at our fireside chat is not the best. This so. Maybe not the best, but yeah. But, right. Exactly. But no, yeah. the retro hail was smooth as all get out. I mean, yeah. that's this is a good cigar. So so okay. So let's back up here. So you did you did sales, but then you got into the blending. So uh, uh, that. And seven years of training for blending. I mean, you know, I I guess it's one of those things that us as the average consumer, we don't consider just how much, you know, training and education goes into that. Because it never happened. Uh, there's no company that's ever taken somebody outside the business and trained them. Because what happens typically is, uh, you know, like, say, Fuentes, or, you know, example. So they have the grandfather passes the information down to his his son, and Carlitos' father passes it and Cynthia. And so that's the natural way it happens. General Cigar realized that uh, we don't have somebody in the factories that we've prepared. So if we don't have that, why not prepare somebody that, one, the, re- the real reason they get the opportunity – because they noticed when I'm doing events, I have the uh, ability to share our stories and make it bite-sized for everybody to understand how we blend, how we work with tobacco. That helped us understand what we do. So maybe a factory guy knows tobacco, but he doesn't know how to translate that information to an audience. And so that really was the gateway for me. And then the simple part in their eyes will just train you. And so that training was two years really training about tobacco inside that factory, receiving the tobacco in every process along the way until we ship it. The other five years with Benji Menendez, a master blender, a Hall of Famer, taught me the art of putting tobaccos together. And so that training lasts about five years. And after that, they thought I was ready to take over the responsibility to offer a cigar that they can sell. What do you feel is the most difficult? All I need to do is. Oh, go ahead. What's that? No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, all I need to do is, yeah. You know, all I need to do is listen to the master that taught me. 
So if you look at the Hall of Fame of, of right now for Cigar Aficionado, there's, I think, 13 yeah. right now. Uh, I was trained by four Hall of wow. Famers. Nobody that's else. A, that's can say awesome. That. Nobody else. Can. That's that. it is. So all I do is when I'm sharing information, it's not coming from me. I remember what Frank Vanessa said to me about planting and growing tobacco or blending Benji or Mr. Coleman about the factory. So all I'm doing is kind of sharing the information which uh, shared with me. So what do you feel was the most difficult aspect of the blending training, you know, uh, for you to, to, or what do you, I don't, I don't know if maybe most difficult or most interesting aspect of the blending training was for you at the time. Like, you know, uh, fermentation, fermentation, because I realized fermentation is everything to the factory because we're all using When you go to your local uh, cigar shop and you walk into the humidor, you see thousands of boxes. Realize this. We're all using the same tobaccos. We're all in line for the same growers to purchase that tobacco. But when you receive that tobacco, fermentation allows you to either make it special, make it okay, or ruin that tobacco. The rolling, the all that technique and rolling cigar, if you don't have good tobacco, I don't care how good your roller is. It's not going to be a right mix. So fermentation is a secret to every factory. That is what I was struggling with to really understand how heat and temperature and moisture and all that has to do with that, uh, you know, that fermentation process. Fans, uh, interesting. So from there, you you move on to the mm-hmm. CAO project, and you're working on mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. working on the blends with CAO. Um, and this is mm-hmm. right after General purchased CAO. Kind of, mm-hmm. can you tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about the early days of CAO and kind of what it you was, what, it what was hard? It's hard. It was hard. Yeah, it was hard. It was a very difficult time because I left La Gloria. I mean, a very established brand in everybody's mind. It was General Cigars. And when I went to, you know, General Cigar and purchased CAO, they're t- removing a family and putting in place a corporation. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of people were saying to us, oh, my God, you know, we're done with CAO. You're going to destroy it. And they were looking at me. And when I was doing my first event for my first cigar, OSA, they was like, bro. It's not you. We love you, but fuck your company. Your, your general cigar is going to ruin this family. And bro, we didn't steal it. They sold it. Yeah. What is your problem? So it was very difficult until the third year when we introduced the market Flathead. Once Flathead hit the market, it was a new sheriff in town. Ricky is in charge of a CEO. Uh, we don't care about uh, 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 General Cigar owning a CEO, they're still kind of working like a boutique company inside this global company. So they were smart enough to leave us alone. Do what you want to do with this small company. It is your company, Ricky. We just pay the bills. That's it. There's no thing that we're going to, you need to work with the tobacco. You need to give me this itself. They just let us be. And that was when we did uh, the flathead. That was today a flathead still the number one selling cigar mm-hmm. and general cigars. That's really? amazing to me. 
Yeah, that, that's not I, Macanudo well, anymore. And that, Macanudo a, is the number one. That's a testament to the people that were there at that time. Because so many corporations, when they buy a smaller company, just come in and F it all to hell. And that's a oh, testament to the management that was yep. there. They had a they had the good sense to leave you alone. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, and I can believe that about you it, know. It, it, it all worked. It, it all worked. I only had three years uh, because uh, if it didn't work, uh, because that time CEO was doing this in sales. Uh, okay. Because I think the the family already kind of in their mind were going to sell that for the you know two or three years before they sold. You see, they're they're kind of eh, yeah, just make a cigar and get it out there. Uh, their interest in the business was kind of low, and you can see the sales. So when we took it over, uh, I remember this meeting, and Mr. Gomez says, "Ricky, you have three years. If you don't stop this, uh, and year three, uh, we're going to sell CL to CI as oh, wow. a house blend." And so you only could be able to purchase any new CEO cigar through CI. And so uh, luckily, because we also was okay, concert was an epic failure. And then we released uh, Flathead and Flat just took off. Interesting. And then and uh, we followed up uh, the next year with uh, the next year. We followed up with uh, another hit called uh, Amazon Basin. I was going to say, I've had the mm-hmm. Amazon Basin, and I really do enjoy the Amazon Basin. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I know my mm-hmm. dad, and uh, I mean, CAO is just one of those brands that you see it around a lot. And to your point about the Flathead, it didn't even click with me that that would be their top seller. But now that I think about it, it's in like a ton of humidors that yep. you go into. I mean, it's it's all over. So, you know, I mean, that's it's a it's a testament to your efforts there. That, uh, you know, this cigar is still out and about and everywhere. But moving on, we have to get we to, have to, get to the, the po- here, the and, here now. and now. So okay. what would the transition from CAO to doing your yeah. own thing? How does that work out? Uh, that's simple, because in 2020, like everybody, we had time in our hands or we're sitting around. Uh, thinking about, you know, this is an opportunity to do something for myself or change my career or stay standard and just do what I'm doing. Uh, so uh, I think my daughter, Sarah, approached me and said uh, she was traveling the world. So she left college uh, for the next eight years. She's just been traveling the world. And she said, Dad, I'm done. I'm done traveling. I want to come home. I want to work with you. And I want to get into the cigar business. And so that was inside my body was fireworks and all. Oh, that. yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. <clears throat> uh, let's talk about that. And so, no, bro, really. Uh, so it's, if that's true, Sarah, I have to leave General Cigar. They're not going to hire you to make me happy. So I have to leave General Cigar and maybe we can do a shop together. And she said, all right, just do it. So you uh, were thinking well, retail. not that easy. So you were thinking retail. Yeah. So we're. Yeah, so we're going to do that. So my partner, Gus Martinez, calls me every year at the beginning of the year to wish me uh, Happy New Year's. And uh, in 21, he reached out to me and said, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to, I think I'm going to leave General Cigar. Wow. What are you going to do? I'm going to do a shop with my daughter. Bro, I want to get back to the business. Let's uh, do a shop together. And so he put this plan together for us to 
be able to open the shop in Tampa. And he called me about a month before we opened and said, I'm out because I'm in Richmond and it's going to affect our friendship and our business if we do this to, uh, because you're going to have to work at that full time. And I just sit back and collect money and he says, have you ever thought of your own line? Never, never. Now, let me put the business plan together and see if we can do that. And so he did that. And I said, bro, we can do this. I can leave General Cigar and start this little company called West Tampa. And that, that's what uh, So 2023 or 21 in March, we signed the deal, formed the company, and started to uh, go to work. So, all right, I'm going to... And you don't have to answer these questions, but I, I want to. I, I have a. I have a train of thought that's in my head here, and I have to ask. So, when did you officially leave General? Then, so we. I, I tried to let them know uh, the minute that we did the agreement in tw- uh, twenty uh, twenty one in March of twenty one, and they refused to believe that I was leaving. And so, no, I'm going to leave. And so, six months later, bro, I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah, we heard that before. Yeah. So about uh, in uh, February of uh, 22, I said, I am out of here. When? In April. Well, that's not enough time, bro. I've given you a year. If yeah. You, you know, denied it. Uh, so I'm leaving. So uh, the I think the 29th of April, uh, I did my last event, dropped the mic. And then that Monday, it was a Friday, that Monday we opened up uh, West Tampa. Okay. So I too, I was retired for a weekend. So all right, I have I have a I have a we're gonna go like from there. Brady. We're like gonna go Brady. From, we're gonna go from there. <laughs> but I, but I do want to make one little one little side personal note. April 29th is actually the day that I launched uh, the newspaper that I own uh, in 2015. So it's interesting that that would be your last day at general. And then you're you're moving on to your own thing. And that happens to be the anniversary date of when I launched my own personal small business. So anyway, um, so, so, but my question though is, so you left general after all these years on a, on a, on April 29th, and then literally a weekend later, you started West Tampa tobacco company. I mean, Again, you don't have to answer this, but was there a non or not a non disclosure, a non compete? Was there any sort of like separation? You know that like no, 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 no. no. That was beautiful because uh, what happened was when I was done with training, uh, General Cigar approached me and said, "Hey, bro, uh, we need a contract to protect a company uh, because we just trained you for seven years. You can walk out and just start your own company right now, bro." I'll sign it. I have no intention to leave General Cigar. I'm going to leave the company that gives me every tobacco known to man. No, I'm not going to leave. And so they're going to draw up the agreement. And about two months later, we're at the trade show. And uh, uh, Mr. Goldman announced, I just sold to SCG. Scandinavian. Swedish match. No, Swedish match. Oh, okay. Okay. They just bought us. And I was like, okay. And so, well, I have no contract. I need a contract. Well, that's not our job anymore because Swedish Match owns, uh, you know, uh, CEO. So we don't know if they're going to keep you or not. And so they went away. And so when Swedish Match approached me about a month later after the deal was done, we need a contract. 
I said, oh, yeah, for sure. We need a contract to protect my family for five years or 10 years. Yeah. And so now uh, you're dealing okay, with somebody we'll, new. We'll Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to draw up this contract. It didn't come about for a year. And I mentioned it to my boss, I need a contract. They informed of the Swedish match. Hold on. We're thinking we're selling this company to SCG. And then SCG bought the company. And then SCG ignored this. And because they wanted me to do my first tour in uh, Europe. And they said, without a contract, you're not going to go to Europe. I said, bro, that sounds like your problem. I don't know. I'm not going to sign that contract. Now, uh, you, because you've been doing this for years with me, I'm not going to sign. Well, if you don't sign, you can't go to Europe. That's your problem. You need to notify all your accounts that you're setting up for my visit to notify them you're not going to come because they don't have a contract. They're angry. And they're like, well, what are you going to do? I'm not going to do a, do a contract. What do you want? Just go to Europe. And they never approached me again. So there was a reason that I uh, uh, you know, was able to leave General Cigar in 48 hours and Wow. And do my own thing. Yeah. And they were pissed. Oh, they were pissed. Bro, oh, they were pissed. I bet. They were, pissed. they were looking for a bar napkin that I had my signature <laughs> on <laughs> and just put a contract, write it. And, but no, they never uh, found anything. Wow. Yeah. That, I mean, I, I don't want to use it the didn't word. Happen. I don't want to use the word sloppy, but that's incredibly sloppy. I mean, for when you're talking the corporate, I mean, these for are a global yeah. company. Yeah. yeah, that's so. I mean, it's great for you. Amen. I mean, it's great for you. Oh yeah, for sure, for great, sure. Hey, great for everybody yeah. that's enjoying your. As cigars. I like to say, power to the people. Oh, okay. Yeah, fighting the man. Yeah. I don't sticking know, it to the man. Don't know when you yeah. ever said any of I've, that, but no, okay. probably haven't. <laughs> <laughs> but inside, I was thinking it a so, long time. So okay, so again, so now you've started West Tampa Tobacco, and you know you kind of talked a little bit about the blends. Um, did you? Uh, so so I assume with all of your experience that the blends that we're enjoying with the black and then the white, those are those are blends of yours. No, 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 because I didn't have the time. So what we did was. We staked out to about three factories who work with us. And all I did was simply say this. This is the, the blend, the makeup, uh, the tobacco I want to use in a blend. So these three factories, and I give me your version of this blend and give me two or three tweak versions that you guys want to give us. And this small factory out of the three nailed my wants or my belief that what this cigar should take like both times. Uh, who are you? And he's a very small, small manufacturer. And so that's the reason we were kind of excited to work with him because we knew that we had the power to change lives. To go to AJ or General Cigar or Tadas, you're just a number. Yeah. You know, we'll make cigars for you. If you leave us, there's the door. Uh, but this guy, if he invests his time and his family and his workforce in us, he, you know, if I leave him, it's going to devastate this little factory, devastate this little factory. So we love that. And uh, we visited him. And, bro, he's all about family. And so, perfect. You're my guy. Well, it makes What's for a, a large order? Tr- true partnership. Huh? It makes for a true partnership. 
for sure. Yeah. For sure. Because uh, I, I think I sleep like a baby and he sleeps wide open uh, eyes <laughs> because he's so concerned about making sure every cigar tastes like the last cigar, the, you know, two cigars will go three, four, five cigars. So the consistency of this brand of this factory is really very good. And so we knew that and going in, that's not saying that we're not going to work with other manufacturers. We are, uh, and we, I, I guarantee we are, but right now, black, white, and attic has came out of this little factory called Garmendia. Fantastic. Well, you weren't lying about the glue on the wrapper. That was hermetically Thank sealed. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I sat here and fought with that for quite a while. How are you down to that already? I still have tons of cigars. You've to been go. talking more than I have. Not not particularly. Well, yeah. yeah. You've been leading well, the you interview. Can, you can I've chime been, in as well. I've been interjecting okay. as needed. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. You know, <laughs> the thing I like about your cigars <laughs> is it forms a yin and a yang for the cigar world with the black and the white. Yep. It does. If you look at the uh, two blends, one is going to be kind of uh, uh, mild to medium, and the other blend is going to be, uh, you know, medium to medium plus. And so, yeah. So, uh, again, what we do want to do for the manufacturer is give you one cigar. I don't care if you like both. That, you know, we love that. But the chances of you saying to me, I like the the red, uh, the white and black equal. I don't. Now, I smoke more. You know the uh, the black I do the white. I assume that the black is going to be the heavier of the two cigars. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. yes I'm yes. I'm a light. I'm a, a Connecticut shade grown guy. I like this cigar. You need to. Yeah, you need to uh, chase the white. Uh, okay. This, uh, is very special. Yeah. I'll see if I can get we, Nick uh, to buy them for me. Before you came. <laughs> well, before you came in the show. We've made a, a kind of erasure, so just don't worry about buying a cigar. <laughs> well, fucking buying a cigar. <laughs> where and that's a question that I think a lot of our listeners are probably asking right now. Where are these available? Uh, so all you need to do is go to uh, our website, uh, you know, uh, West Tampa Tobacco, and you'll see the locator, and okay. so you can see it. Right now, we're talking, you know, very heavy in the uh, East Coast, uh, working our way west. So we have uh, a gentleman we just hired in California, Texas, uh, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and then the Midwest, too. So slowly, we're going to get out there. But, uh, you know, uh, for us right now, uh, we're saying to the reps, so we're not approaching any accounts. We're not trying to open any accounts, meaning that uh, we're not go into a shop and say, do you want to carry West Tampa? What we're living off of right now is people contacting us and say, we're interested in West Tampa. That door is wide open because that's to me, or this company shows you're interested in the cigar, not interested in Ricky. And so that is something good. So any rep that worked for West Tampa, a shop contact, we're, we don't want to, want to uh, talk about West Tampa. They're going to drive there and talk to that guy for sure, for sure. Slow. But we're not seeking out, uh, uh, you know, uh, right, right now I think we're in about a hot, uh, 380 shops. That's across oh, that's this, great. Uh, uh, this country. 
Yeah. Well, and yeah. and it, it's slow and yeah. careful growth is what it sounds like you're trying to yeah. to take this as is you're not wanting to just run out the gate and end up where maybe you have shortages yeah. or anything like that. It's like you're you're doing this exactly the smart way. Well, I mean, exponential growth we, is the only way knew, to go. Yeah, yeah, we knew that uh, we had a an image uh, belief in me or you know this company. That we can say we can open a thousand shops right now, but can we supply a thousand shops? No. So the, the the death of any company is bring this product in, and then you uh, go to reorder. Yeah, uh, can you just save that spot for me for a month or two? Yeah. No, no. bro. This, no. <laughs> yeah. I love you. To, this is business. You're out of here. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So now, we just want to be sure that anybody that, uh, you know, contacts us, works with us, that they have. And the average right now in six months, the average reorders uh, for shops are on their seventh reorder already. That's fantastic. So they're wow. averaging 70 reorders already. That's unheard of. I've been launching cigars for a long time. Never heard of seven orders in six months. So these aren't coming in and just sitting on the shelf. They're coming in. They're going out. Lion. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the cigars that you brought up earlier that I did want to touch on is uh, the third one in your pro- portfolio, which I believe is kind of a limited cigar. Is it the Attic? Yeah. So the Attic is a uh, series of cigars that we're going to release. That's going to be my playground. Uh, because, you know, if you look at uh, your white and black and whatever we launch full time, that's for everybody to enjoy. But once in a while, I'm going to be able to say, you know what, I want uh, 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 this style for me and launch that. And so but it's going to also be able to give us a situation for me to share some crazy stories with our fan base that I've been sharing throughout my career. And so uh, the Attic Series is going to be one or two things. We can test a cigar blend instead of putting the pressure on a shop. Here's a new uh, cigar uh, from West Tampa, three sizes. We don't know it's going to work, so try it, please. But the Attic Series, because we only make a, a, you know 2,000 boxes, a shop can buy two or three and spend a little bit of money as a row. We want more. We need more. Oh, is it working? Maybe we can launch that full time later on. So it's kind of a playground and a test ground for us to be able to share the unique cigars, unique tobacco sometimes, our unique story around the cigar. And that's uh, the, uh, uh, the series called Attic. We're going to have fun with that. No, I, yeah. I, I like when you that. see that the second one. The, yeah. When you see the second launch of uh, Attic, right now, if you pick up an Attic, there is a. Um, a QR code and you'll see that QR code and there's a, we'll send you to a video, me talking about this. And the next one is the same thing. So you'll see some great stories being shared with this uh, little QR code. I really like that idea for the band. I was say it adds a little bit of extra something, something, you know, to the cigar itself. Mm -hmm. But um, what I also like about the, the concept of the attic and, and the way you're describing it is that it kind of gives a little bit more weight and purpose to the idea of a limited release. It's not just, I mean, 
I'll just be blunt about it. It's not just a cash grab to say yeah. like, oh, here's some cigars that we're putting yes, out yeah. one time a year yes, and yeah, it's limited yeah. and, and yeah. you guys got to get it. You, them, get yeah. it. The, you have a purpose in mind for the for the blends and for what you're doing with the mm-hmm. limited, you know, release sure. of the Attic series. For sure. So yeah, it's, it's, genius. It's, it's, it's just it is the game plan, because, again, you have to realize the pressure you're putting your shop owners, the pressure you're putting on fan base. Try this one. Try this one. Try this. So, but I will say this. Sometimes I'm going to say to you guys, we're only going to make 2,000 boxes. I only had the tobacco that I found that's been aging for 20 years, and I only had one bell. So sometimes it's going to happen, but I'm not going to be one that every addict, oh, it's so hard to get. Bro, if you like it, if you really vote for it, I want to release that full time for you guys. Sometimes it's going to not work, too. Sometimes they're like, okay, I don't know what you're thinking. This is awful. (laughs) But the shop owner only spent a couple hundred dollars. Okay, no miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and that's the thing. You know, you walk into a cigar lounge or a humidor, and you see all of these different cigars. And, and you know, like we were talking about earlier, everybody's using essentially the same tobaccos and everything. It's just in how they ferment it, how they, how they blend it, how they put it together. Not every cigar is for every cigar smoker. You know, there are cigars that Nick absolutely loves that I just don't go purchase. And there are cigars that I love that, I mean, he thinks he's smoking air. Yeah, you know, because I like the lighter, you know, milder cigars. So yeah, it, it's one of those things where you're you're not going to hit everybody, but if you can find a particular blend in that attic series that really hits a lot of palates, it's going to be a gold mine for you. That's awesome. Exactly, exactly. And that uh, what the feedback so far from the attic has been very positive. Uh, uh, I think two of your blogger, uh, you know, friends out there. Have uh, no three have uh, rated that cigar of the year already. Oh wow! And so that's amazing to us because it only been on the market for about three weeks to <laughs> oh, wow. you know make you forget about all the other cigars you spoke throughout the year and say I don't fucking yeah. care what that guy did. <laughs> this is now the cigar of the year. So it, the feedback has been very positive, and so I would say this. Mm, Never say never. You're not going to be able to get that cigar again. <laughs> I would. I would bait. I would not bet a, a dinner at McDonald's. I wouldn't do it. So. Well, I'm at the halfway point of the uh, of the black here, and I just did another retro hail. And the the spice mm-hmm. and body of this cigar is definitely picked up at the halfway point. A um, little bit more strength and and just a little tingle of spice. I'm getting towards today. the end of the second third. Yeah, not quite to the final third, but I'm getting close. I'm going to do a retro hail. Okay, Let's see. Then there you go. So. This is riveting. Ooh, it, it, it's still, it's good. No, it is very good. Yeah, that's good. And I don't get a ton. I'm not picking up no, a ton of spice. No, it's not a ton. It's not. It's no, it's very, lightly very. Lightly present, but, yeah. it, but there's a little bit maybe. Yeah. So. Yeah. Interesting. Well, well I, I absolutely is, love this This is good cigar. TV, guys. I know. This is good TV. This is riveting. Really, Isn't this riveting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thank God. I'm going to call Sarah right away. 
book me that on that show again. Please, please <laughs> I, do that for me. I hope please. you do. And w- watch your bonus go down. Oh. Watch your bonus go down. Nah, nah, nah. See, here's the thing. We, we've we <laughs> yeah. been on our best behavior with you. We haven't been all super ignorant and oh, everything bro. yet. Oh, come on. <laughs> I, I've been myself. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I've been myself. And he likes it. I, uh, again, I, someone yeah, in the uh, industry well, that gets me. So are you going to yeah. be at TPE? <laughs> Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, we're lucky enough to uh, find some space, uh, so we're going to be there, and also the trade show in Europe. So we're, you know, Europe is, uh, you know, right now we're in uh, twenty-one countries, and we're going to pick up uh, France, uh, I think, next week. So yeah, Europe is uh, very exciting for us in the market. Oddly enough, Europe. we're we're fairly. Thank you big. so much, Cuba. <laughs> we're I, fairly big in parts of Europe. So our our cast is listened to worldwide. It is. It is. Um, yeah. yeah. We picked you, up a bunch in the uh, Arab Emirates, didn't we? In like a, I don't yeah. know. Like a I month, mean, it, it doubled. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, it, it, I, anyway. I contend it was people there for the World Cup and they were listening to us. But Anyway, um, the European market seems to be a definite growth industry for, for manufacturers here yeah. lately. And uh, because of Cuba, uh, Cuba is, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, screwing up uh, because they're raising price points. Uh, they had a devastating hurricane, uh, you know, this year or uh, last year. And so um, they're reacting to the market very slowly. And so as a cigar company or shop in uh, Europe, uh, you know, 10 years ago, it was 90 percent Cuba. Only ten percent of American-owned uh, companies uh, today is about forty percent Cuba, sixty uh, percent. Why? Because we can almost guarantee you you have cigars to sell. Because if you're uh, a Cuban shop only right now, you have a lot of blank spaces in your humidor and you can't pay your bills. So uh, because of Cuba, it's opening up the door. Once we get in there, we're never going to leave because you're going to realize. What the uh, the other companies are giving you is a wide range of flavors that Cuba cannot offer you. For sure, Cuba can offer you a great cigar from Cuba, but uh, yeah. you tell me a Perdrone and a Versario is one of the best cigars in the world, and I'll put it up against any Cuban cigar in you know uh, Cuba right now. So they're you know they're finding out. A CEO does very well, so I'm just riding that coattail that CEO <laughs> provided me. And so going to the, uh, you know, the uh, countries that know me, that have worked with me for the last 10 years, and they're, they're all uh, game for West Tampa. And West Tampa, why we named this West Tampa is interesting because if you had a cigar from Philadelphia, this is a Philadelphia cigar, you're going to X a lot of people out because New York people – our Boston people, Philly, you got, I will never, ever <laughs> smoke a Philly cigar in New York or Boston. But West Tampa, when I was traveling the world and I went to China and I went to all through Europe, where are you from? Florida. Where in Florida? Tampa. Oh, cigar capital of the world. So there's a image of Tampa yep. that gravitates to cigars. So name it West Tampa was a natural for us, but also a natural to get your product in the hands of these people. Like, Breast Tampa is cigars. So we buy into this story called West Tampa. 
Well, and I talk about Tampa a lot because we've been there now twice. Yeah. Uh, we did not make it this year. We usually we we've started trying to time our trips down there to be around the Cigar Heritage Festival there at Ebor City. And you mentioned Ebor okay. earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ebor is one of my favorite places on the entire planet. I think Tampa, to me, is Thank cigar you. mecca. Thank you. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, a lot of people do not smoke in Tampa, but the aroma of cigars remind them of happy thoughts. Oh, my grandfather, my yep. uncle, my father, my brother. Because, so when you go to New York and you spark up a cigar outside, people are like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what, yeah. what are you going to do? Are you going to smoke that right now? But in Tampa, you say, hey, bro, I'm going to smoke a cigar. Do you mind? No, 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 please. What? Do you want one? No, I don't smoke, but I love the aroma of the cigars because that's Tampa. And so, yeah, uh, that and Cuban coffee. When you go to Newport yep. City, you smell the tobacco, you smell the roasting of that being like, oh my God, this is heaven. I've actually, so, I've had a people, co- a cool place. I've had people walk up to me on the street down in Ebor City and they would say, oh, can I just mm-hmm. smell your cigar? I've actually had people do that. You don't get yeah, that. Yeah. I, if I walk down yeah. the street in St. Louis, I, I, people I, are going to be throwing that. things yeah. at me. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, yeah. or shooting me, so depending a, on what natural, part of the So it's yeah. very beautiful. Yeah. Well, and, and what I find mm-hmm. fascinating mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. this is, um, you know, I, I mean, this is my own personal ignorance. You know, we've been down there twice. We spent a lot of time in Ybor City. Yeah. I didn't realize there was another section of the city, you know, West Tampa, that, you know, had mm-hmm. this, this deep cigar heritage as well. For sure, for sure. If you visit West Tampa, uh, right now there's maybe, building-wise still, uh, 10 to 12, uh, you know, uh, uh, factories. Now they're used for other things. Uh, one is a college, uh, one's, a, you know, uh, uh, you know, like an office area. But uh, the problem with some of these factories, everybody loves them. Everybody wants to buy one and uh, have their company, but there's no parking. Um, because Tampa, Ebor, and West Tampa built those factories where your crew was. So you could bike or walk. So when you go to these factories and big factories that have 10,000, 15,000, 20,000, well, where's the parking? I need at least, you know, 50 parking. You you had the truck stop right there. That's it. So it's very hard. But some of these buildings are beautiful. J.C. Newman, what they did for their factory yep. is just gorgeous, gorgeous. And one of my proudest moments I'll share with you guys, one of my proudest moments when we launched West Tampa, J.C. Newman came to, to us and said, we're in. We want to carry West Tampa. Like, Where? In your factory? No, 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 no. In our catalog. Okay, perfect. We'll go to the catalog. And so there, I have a catalog, the J.C. Newman catalog. Yeah. And so we're happy, so we're going to buy West Tampa, only sell them through the catalog. Eric and Bobby saw the labor, saw the band, saw the box, and called me. We need to have a meeting. And I went to Bobby, oh my God, they're going to kick me out, because this represent in their mind, we own Tampa. Yeah, We are, you know, JC knew. He said, Ricky, wow, we're kicking our uh, our marketing guys asked because <laughs> we are so impressed with the name West Tampa, your logo, your box, your story. That should be ours. So 
let's go get downstairs. We went downstairs. If you know that shop, the uh, the they sell cigars. Yeah, yep. we've been Only there. Only yeah. J.C. Newman and Fuente, their partners. And so he says, let me show you something. On the shelf is West Tampa. The only foreign cigar that you can buy other than J.C. Newman and Fuente is West Tampa. Wow. I looked at Bobby and Eric. I said, I have seen my product being launched for CEO throughout the world. I've seen it launched in so many shops. This brought me to my knees because I realized how valuable and how important that space is to their family. For them to say, we're going to slice you off a piece of our arm to showcase you. Bro, I can I can literally cry right now. That to me like devastating. No, Bro, that's... I'm sorry. Yeah. Ah. No, that that's awesome. No, that is. That is, yeah. that is. And we've gotten to know Eric and Bobby. And, and Drew. I think you've gotten and to Drew. know Drew, Drew yeah. more than I yeah. have. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we it, we've it's... sat with him, we've interviewed him. I've ran into these gentlemen at events and they walk up and they know me by name. And I'm thinking, how do you remember me? You know, like (laughs) it's just mind boggling. They are some of the nicest people. And I've met a lot of good people in this industry. Some of the nicest people I've ever met Uh, in the cigar industry. Bro. Yeah. Uh, They are special, special uh, people. Uh, You know, I was sick about uh, 15 years ago, almost died. And uh, I was in the hospital and uh, I remember my wife says, yeah, there's somebody that wants to see you. Ooh, yeah. I could. I had a stroke and I couldn't talk. I couldn't walk. I couldn't do anything. I said, "Who's there?" Bobby and Eric. Wow. Fuck. No, no, no. Don't let them in the room because I was always selling against them in Tampa. <laughs> oh, you don't want to carry J.C. Newman, carry Macadoodle. <laughs> they walked in. They say, "Bro, uh, we've heard through our, your doctor." Your doctor happens to be our first cousin. Uh, I didn't put it together. His name was Newman, Dr. Newman. I didn't put it together. That's my cousin. He called us. I have a cigar gal here that had a massive stroke. Uh, I think he's going to die, but you know this guy? Yes, we know that. And they were on their way to a hospital, and they uh, said to my wife, I don't know what's going to happen with their husband. I, we're here as a company to say this. If General Cigar is foolish enough to fire Ricky or retire Ricky, you just call us, have a job at J.C. Newman for a long as he wants to work. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Well, first of all, we're very happy that you've yeah. you know gotten wow. recovered and everything. I mean, oh yeah, know, yeah, 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 so, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's all. that's the first yeah. you know, yeah. thing, but but you know, but to your yeah. story yeah, and everything, out. I mean, like you know, that's just incredible, salt of the earth type type people right there. I mean, that's that's yes. good people, so. good people. So, well, now, now I want to ask. So, uh, a lot of good people. Yeah. It, we yeah. I mentioned the uh, Cigar Heritage Festival. Do you guys set up there? Have you been there? Uh, no, we have uh, been there. Uh, we were there this year. Uh, we sponsored our booth was with uh, Cigar uh, Cigar Friendly or Tobacco Depot. They're known as mm. uh, the guy that owned Tobacco Depot in Tampa. They have uh, like 13 you know, locations. So we just shared uh, a booth with them. Uh, for us to share our own booth, we don't want to uh, sell cigars. 
when there's somebody there selling our cigars too. So we'll Absolutely. always partner up with either a a, a shop uh, uh, that they can sell and uh, sell more cigars because I'm there. So I, I love that. But yeah, so it's a great festival uh, for your fan base. If you really want to visit the Tampa for uh, just to visit, there's two times of the year. Either that festival, you'll love it, or Gasparilla. Uh, that's mm-hmm. our kind of parade in February. You need to experience this too because talking about cigars, uh, yeah, there that's, is just that's the pirate. so many. The aroma, yeah. That's yes, the pirate yes. fest, right? Yeah, we've about, heard uh, about that. Yeah. It's about uh, maybe 700 to 800,000 people lined Bayshore and just. Just go at it, smoking, drinking, <laughs> collecting beads. It's great. That's fantastic. I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, um, I, you know, and, bro, uh, you know what? A little, uh, you know, this is what where I'm coming from is my garage. If you guys do find yourself in Tampa, please, uh, you, you need to uh, visit this uh, garage because my wife would uh, love to see you uh, for one reason. Can you help me get rid of some of the old CAO cigars that he has left? He has a room <laughs> filled with CAO cigars. I think I we want can that help. Back. We so can help with that. Here, yeah. Yes. When you come here, please, please. Well, we'll, gonna, we'll, gonna, we'll help. I take that as a personal challenge. Exactly. Actually. <laughs> we'll help burn some of that for you. Yes. Exactly. So, well, Ricky, we want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day. And we want to oh, thank bro, you. I love you guys already. We want to thank you so much for making, yeah. uh, for for deciding. I mean, I, I I guess what I really want to, I, who I really want to thank is your daughter, because if Sarah hadn't come to you and yeah. said, "Hey, I want to yeah. get into cigars," we may not be sitting here enjoying this uh, yep. this fantastic cigar with you. I agree. I so, agree. So so I, I agree. I mean, I and agree. I and I think you know I've got a I've got a six year old son, and and uh, you know it's one of those things that you sit back and you just think like you know about. Uh, uh, you know your 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 child wanting to get into the 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 work with you and everything. That's got to be just super special. Yeah, it has to come for them. Uh, well, yeah. Again, uh, if I approach Sarah, I, I have this plan. That's your dream. That's not my dream. I'm doing my. As for her to approach me, that was, bro. That like I said, I answered a responded. Oh, that's interesting. Let's talk about it. Inside, if she was able to open my chest, she'd see the 4th of July fireworks. Uh, that was because it came for her. Now, now, you need to do an interview with her after her training and say, how is it working with your dad? <laughs> oh, my God. No, you know, and that's the thing. Oh, my God. That's an interesting thing that I think can be posed to a lot because it seems like, you know, there seems to be this new generation in the in the industry coming up, you've got we mentioned Drew Newman. You know, you've got uh, Cynthia, you mentioned uh, uh, Cynthia Fuente uh, Fuentes or yeah. Fuente. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you've got uh, Nicholas mm-hmm. Perdomo the third. Um, your daughter uh, yeah. Ernesto Creo's daughter. You know, I mean, there's all these this new generation of of manufacturers mm-hmm. and and owners that are kind of cropping up, and I think I think that's wonderful that. You know, mm-hmm. and it and it's a testament to the industry that it's such a family-run industry, for the most part. Yeah, but to your fan base, I, I would say I don't care about what you're passing your daughter, your uh, son. I don't care about that. 
what it should indicate to your fan base. If we as manufacturer bring your uh, daughter or son, you're saying to the the industry, there is a future. Yes. Amen. Because if we're worried about tax and no smoking and bans and all that, I would say to Sarah, bless your heart, you don't have 10 uh, years or 20 years in this business because of a walking dinosaur. When Fuente and Jason Newman or you know uh, these uh, these guys introduced their family, you're saying out loud, I think there's a future for my family. And so that's beautiful. That's what I take away when I see somebody introducing the next generation of people because we see there is a future uh, for cigar smokers uh, and it's going to be a long time uh, future. For sure. Well, we hope to be smoking and enjoying West Tampa tobacco cigars for a very long time. Amen. I, I know that we. I've definitely enjoyed the uh, the black here today. I know you have as well. I look forward to trying the white and the attic and anything else that you have coming down the pipe. And uh, you know, and we look forward to seeing you at TP because we're going to be out there in Vegas at the end of February ourselves. So we look forward to meeting you in person in and Las Vegas. Hopefully, back in Tampa the first week. I'm assuming of December. That would be for the nice. festival. Because I had a lot sure, of FOMO. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I had serious FOMO this yeah, year. I missed sure. out. So uh, what we can do is uh, when I see you at the trade show, we're going to be introducing the new line called West Tampa Red. And so we'll have something to talk about, to share with your uh, fan base and all that. And that will complete the West Tampa Foundation. There's not going to be a blue or green or yellow. West Tampa White. Uh, black and red that's a foundation we're moving on we're moving on so I and know, then the shade show we have another one uh, we're going to release too so i know that's 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 a little way you know about what a month and a, a little over a month, month and a half out Five weeks, and everything yeah. like that mm-hmm. any any teases on the red at all or or is that the only tease you're going to give we're looking for an exclusive uh, I think, here um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I think uh, if I was you, um, I would look forward to that cigar. I think that Ben is um, been tested. I think eh, maybe not. I, I, a couple of people is smoking that uh, blend for uh, uh, a white, a red. So I think uh, if I was you, <laughs> yeah. all right. If I was you, well, you know what? It's let's kind of a this. political. I will. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's do this. Let me send you some cigars to sample, okay. and then maybe you'll see one of the West Tampa uh, red in that uh, little sample pack. Oh, well, there we go. Well, and I can't wait to get down to Tampa or find any store that I can locally to pick these up and especially try the white. I can't wait to go find your cigars, and if I have to wait till I'm in Tampa, I'll I'll stock up on them when I'm down there because these are incredible. Uh, we pay permission. This hat. If you suggest to your local shop, just contact Ricky and talk about West Tampa. I'll send you a hat. I'm all oh, in, and I, I'm, I'm a hat guy, so I'm all <laughs> open that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, we yeah, so we have a if lot. You open one account. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we have a lot. Actually, we have a lot of shop owners across the country that listen to the show. So be sure to mention Gator yeah. when you guys call in. 
I'd appreciate that. <laughs> he wants Love a hat. It. I'm not worried I, about I Nick, but <laughs> hook, hook Gator up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, Ricky, we will let you get so, back to uh, your bro. day. But again, this was the cigar that our listeners chose as the top one of the yep. year. And we want to congratulate you once again for taking the top honor for, for the year. Thank you so much. And uh, if any information about that uh, uh, top cigar, send it to Sarah. We can post it and share with the world so they can maybe say, okay, uh, I'm going to watch these guys and listen to these guys because I can say this. I do a lot of interviews. I can't wait to the next one with you guys because I really had a a good time uh, to take it from laugh to almost breaking down crying. (laughs) doesn't happen often. We tend to do uh, that to cigar meat. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we've got a, a history of that. Because people feel comfortable. Yep. Well, well, because we're too comfortable. We're, and so, we're both newspaper maybe guys. Maybe it's a fire behind it. Yeah, yeah maybe. maybe. it's a fire behind you. Yes, maybe. it's you all know? warm and cozy. I think it's, I'm, I'm talking to Santa. Santa <laughs> you know, so, I mean, uh, I, guys, uh, Nick, Nick and Gator, thank you so much. And anything we can do for you. Uh, we would love to do t- for you. And uh, let's talk offline and maybe we can share some uh, 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 gifts or giveaways for your uh, your fan base and uh, think about something that we can do. So you can, you know, okay, bro, you've been listening and, you uh, you know, here's a gift for you guys. Fantastic. I would love that. Well, thank R- you so Ricky, much. Ricky, thank you so much. No cigars. No cigars. No cigars. No cigars. Got to keep it no legal. Got to keep it legal. do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. All right, guys. Take care. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you, Ricky. Thanks, brother. So we really want to thank Rick Rodriguez for taking time out of his day to come on and chat with us. I mean, I, dude, it was great. Okay. Two things about this cigar. Yes. That I did not say while I was on the show with him, and I was a little remiss in doing that. Number one, I haven't touched up the burn line at all one Me time. Me neither. Me neither. This has been just, I mean, it is smoked it is, solid. It is a slow smoke, though. Yes. I noticed when I started to. Well, I'm, when I, I've gone a little faster than you, you have, but, but, much. but I noticed when I would puff a little bit more frequently, I would start to get a little run, but it would very quickly even itself out and be fine. So it's one of those cigars you do have to take your time with but, because the wrapper, if you go too rapidly, it will. But even at my normal that. speed, it wasn't doing that. And I smoke faster than you. You do. As a rule. Well, maybe mine was, I don't know what. Yeah. But anyway. I mean, look at it. It's still, I'm down to the nub. Look at that. Mm -hmm. It's just impeccable. Mm -hmm. Number two, and I didn't want to be ignorant in front of the guest. I appreciate that. But man, you can really taste the Esteli. Aside from how long you took to (laughs) unwrap the cellophane from your cigar. (laughs) But yes, no, exactly. Well, I mean, Um, the listeners appreciate that. Do they? Do they? Anyway, I believe they do. Um, yeah, no, I, dude, I'm down to the final third of the cigar, and um, it it it's just such a great smoke. It is a nice medium bodied cigar, but it's not a little too bit strong of for me. It's not no. not too strong. Um, I will say, given the fact that I've not eaten anything yet today, maybe that makes it feel a little stronger. I ate, and I'm glad I did. But yes, yeah, I haven't, and it feels a little stronger, perhaps because of that. But um, but I I I love this cigar so much, oh, and absolutely. To be honest, um, I was it was one of those things where I'd been hanging on to these because I bought them with the intention of us doing them on the show, and I've been hanging on to them, and I'm just like, if we don't get around to it. I get to smoke both of them, and and, and then the 
the listeners <clears throat> had to pick it as their top cigar of the year. That's why it, I said I'm going to try just, to make you buy me and these I just cigars. Had to do it, so it's like, well, <laughs> son of a bitch. I guess I had to give one away, but uh, I did find a third. And I'm glad you did. But I will admit, I found a third one in the humidor, so I have one more of these at home. You're Bogarten. I, I bought it. Fair, valid. I'll give you that. <laughs> I was gonna say I bought it <laughs> anyway. Um, what a, what a great guy! Super nice and yeah. and dude. And to your point, you gave him you gave him you know the most heterosexual you know compliment possible. You know you're you're talking about how young he looks and everything. I, I would the never looks incredible. No, I would have never guessed. Never in a million. I mean, we years. never did actually get the age. But well, do the math. I mean, you know what? He was forty when he got into the industry, yeah. And he did seven years of training after doing however many years of sales prior, yeah. and then he was with CAO for what fifteen years or something like that. He said. So I mean, like, you know, you gotta do the math on that. I mean, that's that's a while that yeah. he was, uh, you know, in the industry there with General, yeah. Before launching this, I mean, yeah. you know, I it fantastic. It, I mean, just yeah. Fantastic guy, fantastic cigars. Really glad that the listeners, um, the parishioners, chose this as their oh, top cigar. Oh, absolutely. This, this was a this was a great, and we love everybody on the list. Don't get us wrong. Oh yeah, for sure. But 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 you know. the fact that the listeners picked this and after smoking it, I I see why. Totally get it. Yep. yep. So. Well, I think uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention our friends over at My Monthly Cigars. My Monthly Cigars. Um, Nick over there, it's a premium cigar subscription service. You can get a box of cigars sent to you um, every month. Come in a variety of sizes. Uh, you have the Robusto box, which is four cigars for $30. Or you have the El Presidente, which is eight cigars for $50. And um, As always, you can share them or hoard them in my case. Exactly. Use offer code PULPIT. P-U-L-P-I-T. You want to do that again? P-U-L-P-I-T. P-U-L. P-U-L. P-I-T. P-I-T. Paul okay. Pitt. Paul Pitt. Yeah. You get 20. People know how to spell. I know, but you're like. P-U-L-P-I-T. Anyway, you get free shipping on the first box or 20% off any of the items in Nick's online store where he's got all kinds of good cigars and everything else. Also, available. don't forget about fucking good coffee. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. And, uh, you know, you can just head on over there to MyMonthlyCigars.com. Sign up for his newsletter that he puts out on Fridays. That's a good information for all kinds of different, you know, news and events and everything like that, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, articles. He compiles a lot of good articles in that, in that you know, uh, newsletter on uh, Fridays. Yep, absolutely. Well, why don't we go ahead and get into the United Cigars. One must go. Let's do it. We all need to live united, but one must go. Brought to you by United Cigars, makers of La Giana Havana, Abuelo, Red Anchor, Firecracker, and of course, United Cigars. Distributors of Jose Dominguez, Garofalo, Montoza, and Terra Nova, and the highly acclaimed Atabay, Byron, and Bandolero. Buy United, Smoke United, Live United, United Cigars. So Jeff... Yes. I have kind of a generic one. Okay. But when you actually think about it for a moment, it can get very detailed. Okay. I want to hear this. So, as everybody knows, I had to, we had to do a rewind on Tuesday. We did. Because I had the stomach flu. Violently ill. I was, I, I pretty much slept the entirety of Monday. How much weight did you lose? 10 pounds. Wow. I lost 10 pounds from this. Um, That's brutal. I, I did not eat anything on Monday. I ate crackers on Tuesday and just a little bit yesterday. Yeah. 
And um, a little bit. Yes, just a little bit. Maybe overdo it. No, no. Sure. It hasn't come back at me. Okay, good. So I'm 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 back to normal now. Okay, I'm good. You I'm mean back. you're talking about poop? Yes. Okay. Or vomit because that okay. was also in the mix. Yeah. I mean, it was a stomach bug. But yeah. anyway, the point is... Both valves were released. It was, it was a violent day on Monday. Um, anyway, the point is Rick's, that... Uh, Rick's sitting there like slack-jawed right now going, oh, God. No, he's probably thrilled <laughs> that we didn't bring this up while he was on with us. But anyway... Um, like, what have I done? But because of that, I didn't eat anything for, you know, two days practically. Yeah. and Arguably two and, two and, and a half. half. Two and a half days. And it got me thinking, you know, you have... Three major meals of the day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yes. Which one must go, breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Now, that sounds easy, but when you break them down, they are different, completely different. You have breakfast foods. Now, sometimes you have breakfast for dinner, but it's breakfast for dinner. They are breakfast foods. Then you have lunch, which typically is maybe a sandwich with a side, chips, fries, whatever, and then you have dinner, which is much more of an elaborate meal and everything like that. And I contend you're backwards on that. What? I think your lunch should be more elaborate. Your dinner should be more reserved because you're eating and then soon after going to bed. I don't necessarily disagree with you on that. But I think when you look at society and you look at the way the meals are presented well, at restaurants and everything else. The lunch special. It's a smaller the lunch portion. Is a smaller less, thing. Yeah. I think society as a whole has deemed lunch to be a smaller meal than dinner. I contend they wrong. Depending upon what. Well, yeah. You can contend all you want. If you I, look at I, a dinner menu, a dinner menu is much more elaborate and larger than a lunch menu. Okay. And so my point is when you look at all three meals and you look at the components that make up all I'm three meals. I'm still trying to figure out your point. Which one must go? Breakfast. But, okay. If we... Break it down by the types of meals. Yeah, though. breakfast. When I know you're not an egg guy, I can't. I, but that means I you're not having s- pancakes ever again, or French toast, or waffles, or bacon, bizarre or, or allergy s- to sausage eggs, yeah. and everything like that. I mean, biscuits and gravy. Biscuits do, and gravy are a breakfast. I mean, food. look at me. So I now, do love my biscuits. And so gravy. now, brisket, biscuits and gravy are off the table for you. You, you, you but okay, you so can't do breakfast for dinner if you eliminate breakfast. Where I find the flaw in your in your plan here. What's different with lunch and dinner other than maybe portion size? I contend they're the same foods. No. When I have a lunch, typically I have a uh, like a sandwich. Dinner is maybe like, you know, dinner. It's more of a, of, of a like full meal. Like I'm not going to have like. You, you All right. You're twisting this. You're trying to fuck this all up for me and everything. But like you're twisting this. But like. The the listeners know I, typi- I would not do look, something like that. Typically, I'm not going to sit down and have you know like um, a giant lasagna meal for lunch and whatnot. You and I, you know? as a rule, because of our jobs, tend to eat on the run a lot. I, yeah. I I'll give you that. And so for lunch. I have, I mean, like like a Jimmy John sandwich. A, a, a they are, sandwich. by the way, freaky fast. Freaky fast. But um, but like a sandwich like that. That's a lunch thing. I could do it for dinner, I but just, I probably wouldn't quite I'll be. I'll do a as, subway for I dinner. Probably, I, I will, but it's not like it. Possibly a Quiznos. But like when I think dinner, I think. Maybe Firehouse. You know, maybe meatloaf with the sides or a piece of fried chicken in the side. You know, it's, it's like you have, 
you know, you have a full meal for dinner, whereas lunch, I feel like, is typically more of a sandwich, a wrap, something quick that you can grab, go, and do. Okay, fair enough. Breakfast is going for me. You're still getting rid of breakfast? Yeah. I like sandwiches. See, I like breakfast a lot. Are you are you crapping on sandwiches? No, I'm not crapping on sandwiches, but I think if I had to cut something, I might cut dinner. You tend to skip dinner, which is, uh, you do tend do. to do that. I, I tend to... You tend to eat a later lunch and skip dinner. Yeah. Yeah. So I probably would skip dinner. I'm skipping breakfast because I normally skip. I normally I don't eat say, breakfast. You know, with my intermittent fasting and everything, I mean, typically I'm done eating by like seven o'clock. Yeah. So, you know. I and mean, with what you and I do, there are many times that you have to sit down and eat after that. Yeah. So I yeah. skip dinner. So I think I'm going to skip dinner. I'm skipping breakfast. But that means then that like for me, I'm consisting my 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 meal choice is consisting of breakfast foods and Sandwiches and wraps and that sort of thing, lunch type thing. So you're giving up a giant plate of pasta on the hill I, here in St. Louis. I mean, come on, it's a difficult choice. But yeah. I'm just saying that, like, I think I would skip dinner versus versus getting rid of breakfast because I do really like breakfast. But see, because dude, come on. Okay, I don't know if you've ever had it, but there's that bakery or that restaurant up in uh, uh, where my printer is. And oh, yeah. they make the uh, cinnamon roll French toast where they take that giant cinnamon roll, cut it through the middle and take the top half and the bottom half and then dredge that in the egg and make French toast. I, out I can of hear the cinnamon you getting roll. fatter. Holy shit. It's the greatest thing ever because the icing on that gets all like gooey and everything. And the bottom of it, which is already slightly crispy from being baked, now gets even more crispy when it's made into French toast. Holy shit, dude. I mean, like. Yes, it's diabetes on a plate, but it's amazing, and I would have to give that up if I got rid of breakfast. I will say, when we were in Tampa the last time, two, two year, a year and a half ago, mm. year and whatever, the hotel we stayed at, the Hotel Alba, that crapped on us for smoking cigars at the end, which was really shitty. Um, <laughs> but other than that, they were a good hotel. Although we really got hostile about we that. We got really hostile yeah, about we that. We were wound tight. We were pissed. Yeah. But anyway. But... They had this, like, uh, breakfast bagel with sand. Oh, my God. Right? Yeah. So it, now. That was very good. So now, I mean. I can eat a bagel at night. But see, you can't. Under my. But under bagel, my, bagels under my, just for Under breakfast. my rules of what I'm saying here, you would classify, I would classify that I mean, as it had, breakfast. It had the onions and the capers. That was available at breakfast time. Yeah, it was very good. And so under my rules here, that would classify as breakfast, and you would be cutting that. You would never have that again. I mean, I'm still giving up breakfast because I don't typically eat breakfast. Okay. The only time I'll eat breakfast is if I've been out all night covering like a, a major event, I don't necessarily a fire or something eat like breakfast that. a lot either. Yeah. But one thing that is classified as breakfast, cereal. Oh, yeah. And you, you love your cereal. And you know me and cereal. Everybody knows me and cereal. Yeah. I know my fucking cereal. He does. I'll I give him that. Cereal. I will say when you did the challenge. The raisins were noticeably different in the raisin brand and the off right? brand. I'm telling yeah. you. Noticeably. And you were the one telling me that. They I'm were giving the same. up breakfast. All right. Well, I'm giving up dinner. The One Must Go segment was brought to you by United Cigars. United, we smoke. Well, um, why are our levels not bouncing there? Are they not at all? Not really. That one is. The master is. We might be using the master recording to. Uh, 
Oh, maybe. Do this backside. So, well, anyway, well, since it is Friday, why don't we get into the, uh, as I'm definitely well into the final third of my West Tampa Tobacco Black, I, I don't want to let this go. Mine was down to the nub. It finally went out on me when I was talking and I had to give it up because um, there wasn't enough to relight or I probably would have. Yeah. Incredible I, stick. I don't want to let this go. Um, the flavor on it's been great. The the burn line, like you said, man, razor type. Yep. And uh, the, the the smoke production, the draw on it. I mean, it's a quality, quality cigar. I don't want to give it up, but I, I think see I'm, why it got voted number one. I think I'm going to have to. But since we are in the final third of the cigar, why don't we go ahead now and throw it over to Broccoli Rob and Isaiah with the final third Friday pairing of the week. There you go. It's time for Final Third Friday with my man, Broccoli Robs. All right, welcome back to Final Third Friday. I'm Rob. And I'm Isaiah. And today we are pairing something special here, our barrel pick from Backbone. This is uh, the Backbone Uncut Straight Bourbon Whiskey Single Barrel. It's 118.2 proof, finished in sherry, port, and um, Amaro barrels. And we've just got this in in the last couple of weeks, and we've already sold about two cases of it. Yeah, it's a stellar cigar pairing whiskey, and yep. when we go on barrel picks, that's what we're looking for. Yep. We're, we're pairing that today with Espinosa's 601 Red Habano in the Robusto size, and the wrapper on that is a, a Nicaraguan Natural Habano. Binder and filler are both Nicaragua. Yeah. This is a fantastic cigar. On on the retrohale, you get those graham crackery notes in the, in the hay. hay. Yeah. But on light... Man, that retro hail lights you up. I, I know it's red on the box, so maybe there's a little bit of suggestion there. It's all red pepper, But it baby. is red pepper yeah, on the retro really is. And as you get into the cigar, you get a lot of those nice baking spice notes. Um, you were saying when you went from sip to or yeah, sip to smoke, yeah. you were getting a, a little bit of a, like a strawberry jam almost. Yeah, well, the and red may fruit the notes on, on the whiskey are laying on your palate, and then it kind of combines with those baking spices from the Habano leaf. Yeah. And it combining together, that's the closest thing I could associate it with. Yeah. Um, but the sweetness of this bourbon and those dark fruit notes, which honestly make for a great cigar-pairing bourbon. Agree. Um just really complement each other. Yeah, and you go going from smoke to sip, it really lays the, the palate out where this again 118 proof. It's not low proof, but it just makes it very smooth. You get the fruit notes. You're getting a little bit of the dryness of the sherry, not much. You still taste. I mean, I can taste all three of them though. The amaro, that little kind of bitterness of the amaro, mm-hmm. and then just this nice, almost a citrusy kind of quality to the bourbon. Yeah. And they still have, it still holds those really, really dark fruit it notes does. of like sherry and port in there. Yeah, I, I'm. I always associate those is almost like a wine cellar that kind of. This sounds disgusting. Decomposing fruit notes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's what overripe. it is. Overripe. Yeah. Yeah. Overripe. Overripe. Fruit. You yeah. Know? Uh, but that's in there, and it's super red fruit forward, and yeah. it's fantastic. Well, and it's not real heavy on the port. Like, you know, some of the port finishes, you're going to get a very strong, sweet, cherry, you know, port note. Yeah. This one doesn't have this. This has a good balance of the three, which makes it a perfect whiskey to pair. 
because like I've paired pretty much every strength and every type of cigar with this, and they've all gone great with it so far. Yeah. Um, the one thing about this cigar, it doesn't change a ton throughout, but what it does is it maintains that nice spice level on the retrohale. You get all the baking spice notes. You get the the graham crackery quality throughout. It doesn't re- get real bready, yeah. but it stays baking spices all the way down to the final third. The final third. In the final third, what you can expect is those flavors to kick up. Yeah. Those baking spice notes on the palate just to intensify. You get more of that nutmeg, that cinnamon, a little bit of clove in there. Yeah. It's almost like you're walking into a room that where somebody's like... Uh, grinding those spices, absolutely, rather yeah. than having like a uh, a confection with those spices involved, it, it's more of the dry spice than it is like a cinnamon roll or something like that on the cigar. Yeah, absolutely. And that retrohale, oh, it'll beat you up a little bit. It lights you up, man. It's one of the it's one of those cigars that um, every time you smoke it, you got a retrohale, man. You got to get that spice yeah. going there because it just opens up your olfactory senses and just makes the flavors just completely pop. Again, this is my favorite cigar to smoke whenever I'm watching the Avalanche beat up on the Blues. Go Avs. Go Avs. Well, and, and, and it, I guess it's pretty telling because Nick would just choke on this <laughs> every single time. I, I'll have to ask him if he ever smoked it. He's coming by here this evening. We'll see. Yeah, so. yeah we'll see. So, yeah. So, come in here. Um, we ended up getting like 130 bottles of this, so we're going to have it for a little while. Although we are selling it very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, come by and try this pairing this week. I think you're going to enjoy it. Um, and honestly, even if you don't want this cigar, this pair is great with about anything you're going to try. Really, really anything from medium to full bodied yeah. uh, with those darker notes in it. I, I think it could even go with some of the Connecticut's we it have could. in the humidor. It some could. of the lighter ones, I'm not. I think it might overpower it, but everything else in the line would be fantastic agree agree well thanks again guys you can follow us on instagram at final third cigar yeah you can find me on instagram at the whiskey pastor thanks a lot and we will see you next time Cheers. cheers well thanks guys we appreciate it as always Absolutely. That's, uh, Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge out there in Ingalls, Indiana, um, just northeast of Indianapolis. And that's actually where I got this nice hoodie. Uh, it is I don't a Final if, Third hoodie. I don't know if you can see it because I got the really light Heather Gray one, um, but it's a Final Third hoodie. Okay, then. But uh, it was a cold day and I, I needed a shirt today. So Are you ready for this nice. gator shitting us? Oh, we're doing. We a, need an intro. Uh, we do. I need to. And I gave the, you some suggestions. I know. I haven't had the time. Okay. Okay. I will make you uh, an intro for this. Okay. So, did are you aware that gravity is not uniform? So you can be in different places, even in Southern Illinois, and based on there are lots of things that that tie into gravity. Okay. But geology affects gravity. And so if you're standing in a place that doesn't have rock as close to, you know, the if there's more topsoil, you know, that kind of a thing, that you actually are getting pulled on by gravity differently than if you're on a rock formation. It, just here in southern Illinois and throughout the Midwest, gravity is different depending on where you are standing. And am I supposed to determine if you're shitting me now, or are you going to give me other other pieces of information to process? 
I don't know what else there is to give, but you're there, complete. There are four. There are four things that come into play with gravity. Okay, what are the four things? Hold on. I, I mean, I would have thought you'd have known that since you're citing four things. The law of gravity, by the way, is universal. Why? Well, yes. Okay. So first, latitude plays into effect. Uh-oh. Okay. Your phone die while you were looking that yeah, up? Yeah, it did. Uh, first is latitude. Second is the rotational effect. So there is a difference in gravity between the poles and the equator. That makes sense, right? Are you saying that if I were standing on the South Pole and I jumped, I would jump a little higher than if I were standing on the equator, or would it be a little higher on the equator than the South Pole? I would pole? say it's higher on the equator without without digging in, but I would assume it's higher at the equator because there's more pull. I would think there'd be more pull there. Now, the other one is attitudinal. So depending on where you're at, um, gravity diminishes with altitude. So if you're on a mountain... You're going to jump a little higher. Exactly. And the final factor is geological. I am I am I shitting you? I feel or like not? you're completely shitting me. I feel like you're completely shitting. I me. shit you not. What? From BigThink.com. Effect is usually not greater than point zero one percent. Son of a bitch. Here, and I can even show you the map of Illinois. All right. Look at the differences depending on where you are based on the geology that you're that's underneath you. I'll be damned. Well, okay. I shit you not. You do indeed shit me not. <laughs> Weird. Didn't see that one, did you? Kind of didn't. Yeah. No, I, I didn't see that one coming. Could barely see it because of the cracks in your phone screen. But don't you touch know, me. Whatever. So I shut it. I shut it. I shut the hood of my car on it. <laughs> That's actually how I broke it. I had to get the battery jumped and I set the phone and then slammed the hood down on top of it and went, oh, <laughs> you and your cars. I swear. I have the worst you trouble. And your cars. Yeah. Oh, Lord. It's anyway. Well, all right, then. Well, guys, uh, we're available on Instagram at the Cigar Pulpit as well as at Naked Gator, N E K K I D Gator. That's my page. We're also available on Facebook where we have the Cigar Pulpit Personers group. We've had a lot of people joining up in the group, and um, that's the group that determined it, absolutely. the top cigar of the year for our listeners. And um, we just smoked it. We just smoked it, and it was. Uh, Definitely worthy. I, of, I get of why the praise. Yep. And um, we're also on Twitter, where we don't really do much. YouTube, nope. where you can watch us. And we do need your calls for Ask the Boys. Make sure you give the hotline a call. Area code 863-874-0000. Um, don't forget to give that a call because we do need calls for the uh, monthly, monthly, monthly yeah. Ask the Boys show, which will come up later this month. Absolutely. So make sure you get those in. I, I have a lot from one caller he called a lot yesterday to teddy uh no it was not teddy okay because teddy likes to use this potato to call us on multiple times but there was one caller who called in multiple times good for them um we'll take it yeah well let's we'll wait till we hear it wait until we hear it you know (laughs) before we say that you know maybe 
Yeah. You know, let's put it there. Quality over quantity. <laughs> quality. Are you are you dogging quantity. the caller? For all I know, they're all fantastic calls, but they came in very rapid fire succession yesterday. Okay. And uh, that does make me question, um, you know, what's going on there. <laughs> I can't wait. I mean, we might have an hour-long interview one-sided by phone before it's all said and done. Hey. I, I don't think it's quite that long, but okay. there were a number of calls. Like, anyway. like, or, like three or like a dozen? Like, it would shock me if there's less than six or seven. Okay. So well, I can't wait. Yeah, we'll see what that ends up being. So anyway, guys, <laughs> get your calls in. Area code 863-874-0000. And otherwise... It's uh, been a show, man. Final thoughts on a the good show. West Tampa Tobacco Black. Incredible stick. I can't wait to try the white. I Yes. I mean, I personally have never tried the white either. I would like to try the white just to see the differences. Yeah. Because um, if I like that, I'm probably going to love the white. I would think so. Yeah. I would think so. Um, and and we got we got we got the inside track there on I the know, red. We I know that say, that's coming out. I've never heard anybody else talking about the red, so we may have just gotten a little brand, exclusive, brand new news. I know, right? That's good. Hey, we that's break good. that kind of thing here on the every, every once in a while. Yeah. Every once in a while, we have something come along. Absolutely. So, kind of like when I flat out asked Michael Herklotz if he was, you know, considering buying the Nat Sherman. Stuff. That was the great, and like <laughs> he's just like shit. He's like, nobody's actually directly <laughs> asked me that. And then you could see it on his face. He was like, ah, oh, crap. And it wasn't that much later that he actually like announced that, yeah, you know what? We're, I can't wait to stalk him at TPE again. That was fun last year. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> There's probably a restraining order in place there I don't know about. Very well, yeah. maybe. So yeah. anyway, well, guys, thank you so much. And once again, thank you to Rick Rodriguez for coming on and taking time with us today. And congratulations on having the number one cigar of the year for the Cigar Pulpit parishioners. This has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. I'm Gator. Everybody stay safe and stay smoky. Oh. 38 I'm, seconds, you say. I'm hungry. Isn't that what you said? I gotta get some food. I gotta get some I made soup me. before I came. Soup is not a meal. The way I eat it, it is. Remember, you got to remember, I make like loaf. With oh, the that's crackers. right. With yeah. the crackers. Yeah, it's very. You need a strong little, consistency. You need a little soup with the cracker. Yes. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. The soup is a cracker delivery device. <laughs> <laughs> or is it that the cracker is a soup delivery device? The soup's an excuse for me to eat a sleeve of crackers. Is essentially what it is. Yeah. No. No carbs in soup for you then. Oh, it's. Yeah. Nothing. It's a carby overload. Really is. Yeah. Yeah. Carby. Yeah. Car- very, very carby. I think you made a word up. Carby. They have the meats. <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. Well, guys, take care. Thank you so much. See you guys.